Real, real, really, really, really. Oh, I don't get sound through. That's right. I don't get sound through. You have to listen to the sound out. You gotta listen to the laptop. Yeah. So I. No Adam yet. No, he's here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got to see if this will work, man. Adam, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You can hear me. Yeah. Hold on one sec. Can you hear me? Uh, say something again. Yeah, I'm here. Mm. Hold on, let me check my Twitch. audio. What if I put my audio through? Are you, is it just around? Um, is it just really loud? Or what? Okay. Yeah. Can you do you hear just a ton of noise? It sound. I mean, I could just hear that there's a crowd, but it's not like drowning you out or anything. Yeah. He'll, he'll, let me. Uh, let me do this. How about that? Did that change it a little bit? Yeah. Disappeared. Okay. All right, Adam. I'm Joe, Joe Salustio, by the way. I'll yeah, be good to see you again. Awesome. Thank you for making you. Uh, for accommodating me. I, I hung around yesterday, and you were still going strong with a, a conversation. Yeah, sorry, and I was, Oh, no worries. And I was just like, eh, I don't want to stand here and crowd him. Um, Pierno? How do you say yeah. your last name? Pierno, yeah. Paisan? Is that uh, Italian? That's right. All right. Well, you got, I am a Salustio, so. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Nice Irish guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's me there you go all right um what's your official title uh adam uh managing director of brand strategy Ooh. can you hear this bullseye i can yeah um i can't because of my setup. So usually in my episodes, I use in-episode sound effects like this. That's a fact. That's yeah. a fact. <laughs> As you talk. Yeah. But because of the way I'm set up, I, have, I can only hear you. I can't get the audio from my machine. So when I hit those sound effects, I can only see that they end. I can't actually hear them. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay. Fingers crossed, buddy. <clears throat> uh, do, uh, Dr. Adam, any salutation in front? No, no. I always have to ask because people are very sensitive. I, some people are. Arizona State University. That's the one. All right. Uh, we're going to talk about all about the managing director of brand strategy, right? That's it. All right. Here we go. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to go in three, two. Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to edit on the Edup Experience podcast where we make education your business. This is Dr. Joe Salustio with you here on another episode of the Edup Experience. In fact, uh, I recorded an episode not too long ago, came right off that episode, jumped into a panel here at Insights EDU, did the hour-long panel, jumped back out. I've got an amazing guest for you, and I mean amazing, because uh, we don't stop. We just keep going here at the Edup Experience. <laughs> of course, we're at Insights EDU, a uh, conference put on by Education Dynamics, talking about uh, all things online student recruitment, and I want to bring my guest in right now ladies and gentlemen he has a few things to say about marketing he's adam pierno he is managing director of brand strategy at arizona state university adam what's going on 
Hey, Joe, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm uh, I'm honored to have you here, my friend. You're you're kind of doing some innovative things over there at ASU. Um, <laughs> we are known for our innovation. That's a just fact. just a few th just a few innovative things. Uh, we we were honored to have Michael Crow with us on this podcast on episode 400 nice. a long time ago. A long time ago. We're on episode 800 and something now. So it was a bit back, but uh, he's always the uh, the inspiration and the model for I think what innovation looks like at the president level. Talk first to us about Arizona State University, the innovation that takes place on the campus, and what your role is in helping to facilitate that innovation. Yeah, so it's really funny because uh, yesterday I was lucky enough to give a presentation at Insights EDU, and it's about uh, how brand strategy impacts uh, digital experiences and, and content. And weirdly, I start with our charter. And our charter is all about um, being judged, judging ourselves, holding ourselves accountable by the number of people we include in ASU and how they exceed, uh, how they succeed. And Amazing. I, I agree. And I show that because we don't do innovation for innovation's sake. We mm -hmm. refer to it as one of our design aspirations as principled innovation. And it means that we're always trying to push the boundaries of how far can we go to achieve that charter? Like where are the lines of what's responsible, what's ethical, but also how are we gonna achieve the scale that we want to, to make that charter a reality so more people have access to the high quality education that they deserve in America and around the world. So innovation is rooted in the charter. Everything we do, therefore, I mean, I always say ASU is a yes organization. So be careful what you wish for, be careful what you present to your leader because they're gonna say yes. It's amazing. Uh, it's amazing, and it's but but, uh, but know what you're know what you're asking for, and be specific, right? Be specific and have a plan for how you know. Do you, are you sure you really want that, or does it just sound like a fun thing to think about? Um, even sometimes an idea that you may come up with in a meeting could turn into a project, which is exciting. I love it. Epic. So yeah, so we, um, as far as innovation goes from a brand perspective, I I think in addition to all the things we do from education, technology, outreach, um, student success, all the things we do from an innovation aspect there, we follow that in brand strategy. We're bringing in principles and ideas, techniques from outside higher ed and applying them in a higher ed context so that we are, you know, a university that has a brand platform that's defined, that's tested and validated with uh, more than 20 different constituencies and really make sure that everything we're saying is resonating, is differentiating and is compelling to those audiences that are most important to us. You know, your role is unique. A lot of institutions, maybe size-wise, don't have a director of any kind of a brand strategy. Brand strategy is a, a component of overall marketing, um, yeah. the marketing department. But, but when you get to a certain point, brand placement, brand strategy, the way you communicate the brand, or the way where you put it, how you can, how you design it, all of those aspects are communicating something to yes. a student, to alumni, to government agencies. Sorry, there's a lot of people walking by right now. It's all conference. good. I don't. It's not. Oh, it's not bothering me if it's not oh, bothering okay. you. No, good. Um, so, so, but that brand strategy is important because it feeds leads, uh, student interest. It feeds potential programs it, it, feel, it feeds uh, the reputation it feeds all of those things 100%. how do you decide where 
to put the brand and how to communicate the brand? Like, what does this process look like in ASU? It's, it's an interesting question because not only there are very few universities that have as robust of a brand, we call it the brand team, you know, yeah. enterprise brand strategy and management that is a dedicated group of full-timers that are dedicated to the brand um, and the work around the brand. We are also separate from the enrollment workflow. So there right. are whole other bodies of work that happen. So that was decided early on that we should keep these things separate. So it doesn't become... I think it's easy for um, a marketing organization to get beholden to one KPI. In the case of higher ed, it's like, yeah, student enrollment would be the most important thing. So having that space and that buffer is really important. So when we talk about how to decide where does the brand become, where is it critical for the brand to be expressed? We're looking at where are the places where we can provide foundational knowledge, uh, air support, we would call it, you know, air like cover. That. So when the key enrollment periods are on, that's where we're looking at our brand campaigns and we're thinking about what, you know, where could mass media be really effective or where do we need to be more tactical and be really smart about where brand messages are going. So we're looking at things like we do an annual message testing. We usually will test a second set midway through the year of kind of new messages that are probably rankings or other accolades or things. But um, at the beginning of each season, we'll start message testing. Then we take so you have those like cadences. You have almost like a cadence uh, that you follow. Yeah, we have cadences for all the research that we do around the brand. So some mm -hmm. of it's biannual, some of it's um, semi-annual, some of it's annual, and we'll try to make sure that the next campaign is informed by the message testing, and then we're testing the next next messages ahead of the next campaign. So we have a fall campaign that informs, you know, the early application process and fall applicants. And then the bulk of our campaign comes on in that really that January through April sweet spot where most of the applications are happening. That is both to reinforce our excellence with um, guidance counselors, parents of prospects, um, but also the applicants themselves. But our messages are really up here. Yeah. They're not, they're about, communicating our quality. They're about communicating um, the benefit to the community that ASU is, is making in all the communities that we serve and then reinforcing, always reinforcing. So our consistency, I would say, is unheard of. I mean, the, the level I've worked on, you know, I was in-house at Verizon uh, for a little while before I came here. And even among Verizon, I would say our, our brand consistency is like much more consistent and solid, even with the decentralized model that we have. That's a heck of, that's a, heck of a comparison because Verizon, <laughs> the Verizon, uh, I mean, you know, Verizon put a lot of money into their marketing and branding for years and years and years. Um, colors, schemes, I, I, I mean, the commercials, everything. Uh, talk to me about how you're using this, if at all. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, so we, we are exploring artificial uh, intelligence. The, our enterprise technology group is spearheading a whole body of work around it. So we signed last month um, the first agreement with OpenAI to have an enterprise, a higher ed enterprise agreement. That right is, now, uh, you were the first. Yeah, we were the first, and we do that a lot. But they That's are a leading. That's a fact. <laughs> Thank you, George. They are leading along with um, Ed Plus, uh, the our technology group uh, that. Uh, is focused on learning a program to offer kind of mini grants for mini programs 
to build out a body of work even beyond what we're already doing. So faculty. So I also happen to be um, adjunct faculty at the Cronkite School. Mm. And um, I got an invitation like, do you have an idea for how AI could benefit your students in taking your class or other classes so I can apply for this grant, which would give me access to so many hours of compute. So I'm con contemplating that now my class starts in two weeks. So I'm not sure if I'll have time to put together something meaningful enough. I may have to wait for next cycle, but um, that's how innovation works here. We get something at the very top and they say right away, how do we get this to students directly? And how do we make a process that, that the people who are hand to hand, eye to eye with those students have already thought through, oh, this will be an immediate benefit and we can test it and have a case that we can report back up. So um, that happens at scale. It's, it's really remarkable. So being uh, exposed to it both as a marketer, yeah, but as a faculty member and seeing the inner workings of it is it's just so inspiring. So you were here at Insight CDU giving a presentation. What brought you here? Why did you attend the conference? What were you hoping to do and learn and gain here outside of your, uh, outside of your uh, session? Well, a lot of my uh, colleagues from Ed Plus and ASU Online were there as well. So they were talking up uh, the Insights EDU conference as something they go to annually. Uh, lots of insights, lots of things to learn there. So even, I mean, we have people that I consider experts in their various uh, uh, areas of work who came out of sessions and were like, whoa, I can't believe I just learned that. So there was a session um, concurrent to the one I presented. Uh, there was one on Salesforce and our team that works really deeply in Salesforce came out really impressed by that session. Um, so for me, I got to hear a panel on trends yesterday. Uh, I got to hear our, our friends from LinkedIn and Google uh, do a session that did touch a lot on AI. I know it's a hot topic, but they were all just sort of looking out at um, the future state and some of the perils of digital marketing, some of the challenges that were coming up with different uh, um, privacy initiatives that are taking yeah. shape and how everybody needs to prepare for those, which is something we're, we're already working on here. I'm sure everybody listening to this too is um, scratching their head and trying to make a plan for how to address some of the information and data sets that we're going to lose going into next year. That's for sure. What keeps you fresh? I mean, you've got a very important, I'm going to say it's an priceless brand that you're Thank you. communicating. Right? ASU is, is the, well, the biggest brand in higher ed. I mean, it's one of the biggest brands out there. It's a flagship. It's, it's known to be the most innovative uh, university out there with an innovative president that, you know, it's uh, the things, the open AI thing. I mean, there's been, it's not the first time ASU has been at the front. Let's just be yeah. honest. No, so it's true. You're, you're handling this priceless brand. How do you stay fresh in marketing and brand strategy? What are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching that keeps you going? Well, two, two points. One thing that keeps us all fresh here. So there's, I think our team is about 50 people and there are 50 people that I would put up against any ad agency in the country. I mean, they're just experts at everything they do, every part of Don't our like organization. They, we know that the people listening to this show probably have already been influenced by hearing from President Crow or reading headlines, and they have already learned about the ASU brand. Right. We know we have a lot more work to do to get, you know, I watch um, TV with my family and my daughter was watching, um, God, I think it was the summer I turned pretty maybe, and they made a joke about the kid who wants to go to ASU and everybody laughs at him because he got into Stanford. It's like, you mm -hmm. know what? They didn't get 
our message has not gotten all the way to that person who wrote that, the person, the producer, the, the, you know, the line producer who said like, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's record that. It's funny. So that means we have work to do. We can still advance this message. We can get this message further. And that's, then that's, that's something else that, that example. Yeah. And it's like, I can laugh at it. I think it's funny. I understand. But at the same time, it's like, okay, that inspires us to keep pushing. And then, you know, from, in terms of inspiration, I think we have, ASU has been aggressive about, we get the best and the brightest from higher ed. Yes. And we hire top tier deans and faculty and staff that have experience, but they're also not afraid to hire people like me that come from outside of higher ed. I come from the agency world. Um, the original CMO here came from Coca-Cola and multi-unit restaurant experience. And that when we hire people from outside, I just added a brand manager who has uh, more direct retail experience instead of higher ed. It's not because there's something wrong with higher ed, but it's because we want fresh approaches. We want different ways to think of it. I want someone who looks confused when I'm saying, well, this is how we did it last time. I like when they say like, well, why though? Nailed Here's it. another way you could do it. Um, and I think that that gives everybody the opportunity to stay fresh. If you have to explain something like it's the first time through that beginner's mind, you have no choice but to go back to first principles and say like, oh yeah, I guess two years later, that really doesn't, we don't need to do it that way. Now that I think about right. it, we can reset and find a better way to do it. So you know, I was just talking about that in a session, a panel I was on over here at Insight CT, you were talking about using other industries. You know, how do you stay fresh in higher ed? You've got to keep comparing it to other industries, you know? You, right. And I said, you know, you remember that time, Adam, in the last month when you walked into your bank? You know, no, you don't remember because you didn't walk into your bank. <laughs> exactly. You didn't walk in there, but you could have moved $10,000 between your accounts in about two seconds. I mean, I say 10,000. I, I didn't move that much, but maybe you have. But yeah. uh, there are people all across this country that move money between bank accounts with no problem. They never go into a bank. It's their money. It's their process. No experience with that whatsoever. No, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and. Uh, and the Netflix example, right? You, uh, for those of us that watch Netflix, we were watching Netflix last night and I was watching last night and the intro comes on. Not only do I want streaming video when I want it, but I don't want to watch the intro. I want to get right to the content. So I yes. skip intro button frictionless. So you're not forcing me to do anything unless, <laughs> unless you keep comparing higher ed to other industries, it becomes very easy to assimilate to yes. what exists. What I always point out in the, in the early 2010s when Uber was, reaching critical mass everybody in digital commerce everybody with a website their scores their sat scores got blown up because everybody was like wait a minute it's two clicks to do this i can order a cab that shows up here in one yeah why can't you make it this easy and that that lowered bar that that higher expectation on the part of prospective students or current students or alumni or parents who want the thing they want now that impacts us all um and that that frictionless experience provides uh, a kind of a, a carrot and a stick for us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something to be afraid of if we're not delivering. I think luckily at ASU, I believe we are delivering, but also the stick of, okay, when the next, not just the next bright, shiny thing, but that when the next real benefit to user experience or brand experience or student experience comes, how are we adapting? How are we receiving it? And then incorporating into our brand or our, experiences how it as it should be translated through the the prism of asu not just a copy paste of what's working somewhere else whether it's finance or dining or whatever the category is 
bullseye. <laughs> I want you to leave us, Adam, with the best advice. <laughs> what is the secret, the best advice you can give us other oh, higher ed marketers on how we can up our game? How can we be innovators? What do we need to be thinking about? What's on the horizon? What's your best advice? I mean, you know, you've been in the higher ed game for a little while. You come from outside higher ed. Maybe the, the best advice you could give us is what did you bring from the outside that you applied to higher ed that maybe if we grew up in higher ed, we wouldn't know about? I, I would say a piece of advice, something we've been doing for the past two or three years that has served us very well is being very intentional, intentionable, intentional, intentional, sorry. You say whatever you want here on the podcast. <laughs> Being very intentional. It's 4.30, man. Give me a break. That's, I, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, we've been very intentional about documenting our shared work. So hmm. I'm on one team, the brand team. There are nearly 100 other business units that are communicating on behalf of the university independently, but as a, as a federated model of, of brand communication. So we started um, producing a document called the ad library. So any paid advertisement gets published into this book. I have a copy of one half of it here. It is the size of a phone book. Wow. Um, and through that documentation, we get to flip through it and see where there's opportunities for improvement in the following year or where there's a brand guide that could be clarified and could be strengthened for better consistency or where we haven't communicated very clearly. Oh, we thought we were saying this, but people have read it this way. So that has allowed us, we've just produced the third volume and that has allowed us to better serve the other communicators in, at the university who are like trying to do amazing work. They are doing amazing work. They're trying to push the boundaries and innovate. They have access to this library too, so they can be inspired or they can tag us and say like, hey, I found this thing. This looks off to me, which mm. I love getting a comment like that because I'm the one who approved it and let it through. So I'm like, you're right. That is off. Here's what here's what it should be. Here's how we could fix it going forward. Um, but there's so, so many positives from that, from documenting and sharing. So the advice is, are you all, you know, even when you're putting out stuff, you have to always review. You always have to be looking for opportunity to improve. And it can't just be you. You know, even if you're on a small marketing team, perhaps there's others that have a good marketing eye within your institution that you can yes. pull upon. It, it takes a village, right? This is not a, you know, managing director of brand strategy. Adam does all this work and it's his vision. It's it, everybody has a part to play. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm not even the top person here. I have a chief brand officer who I report to, Jill Andrews, who's a, an amazing visionary for brand, understands the ASU brand. But we document this thing. We publish it. We send a copy to Michael Crow. He sends back a version the next week with sticky notes in it that say, "What? I'm here's sure a he question does, about." Yeah. He literally did with. I believe you. Questions on this one? How I love this. How do more people see this one? How do how can we share this idea? And um, I'm accountable. You know, I love getting that kind of feedback and it's so refreshing and a little terrifying to have President Crow reading at that level and sharing that kind of detail that makes makes me get up early the next day and come into work like supercharged that. Oh, yeah. OK, he that guy cares. He has really important things to be doing, but he cared enough to look at my work and give me on twelve hundred pages. He gave me comments. That's pretty good validation, even if the comments are critical of your work, you can't help but be proud that that person dedicated that time to improve the work for the next year. So I think for branding, the, the magic word for branding is consistency and commitment. 
And we have that in spades. I mean, up and down, every communicator has bought into the benefit of having a solid brand and having that consistency. So it's wonderful to have such a strong community of people that pull together to, to get that message advanced. That is amazing advice. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard him here on the Edip Experience podcast. His name is Adam Pierno. He is Managing Director of Brand Strategy at Arizona State University, one of the most innovative universities in the world. Um, and don't take my word for it. They Basically, a lot of people say that. So it's, it's, just, it's just true. <laughs> it's just true. Uh, Adam, thanks for being on the podcast. We had a good time, too. And, and uh, thank you for your time. Joe, I really appreciate being here. Thank you for making special time for me. Um, I know you got your hands full. Your voice must be just about to give out. So go get yourself some uh, get yourself some uh, hydration there for your throat. You know I will, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you just add up. We're done, man. That's great. all right. Thank well you, done, Joe. I really friend. appreciate that. I, th I appreciate you. We're going to try to flip this around as fast as we can. So hopefully, it will be produced when Elvin. You think like, like in an hour, hour, half hour? We'll try to get it out published in a half hour. You're a machine. How are you doing this? It's well. It's not just me. Elvin does all the production. He's, here's Elvin. Oh yeah, we met yesterday. How you doing? Yeah. yeah. So I'll record. I'll go. Somebody else is coming over. I'll record. He just spits it out. He'll get it on social and get it turned around right away. All right, Rad. Great all to right, meet man. you again. Great. To, we'll stay in touch. See ya. Bye.